everyone, and welcome to the Learn to Lead podcast brought to you by Ability, an experiential learning company based in beautiful Austin, Texas. I'm your host, Matthew Confer, and today on the show, we have Brandy Nicole Johnson, who is the Global Head of Learning and Development at DoorDash. Thanks so much for joining us today, Brandy. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I want to start with something that I found when I was researching your background. I uncovered that you were the first learning and development leader to focus on enterprise at DoorDash. So I want to take you back to the beginning of your time there. How did you decide where to start when you were first hired? What was your process to decide where to spend your time and your energy? Yeah, absolutely. I love this question. Um, When I started, we were in a very different place. We were smaller. We had not gone public yet. um, And we um, were were growing. Um, And so with that in mind, um, I had uh, two direct reports at the time and a vision to make um, learning and development something that would be available um, to every employee everywhere. And so when I thought about like how to create and craft a strategy for a company that was um, experiencing uh, the level of growth um, at that particular time, I remember I started with listening. I think whenever you join a new company, whenever, especially you as a leader, are um, and have an opportunity to really transform the way that things have been done, I think the best work and the best strategies start with deep listening. So I took an opportunity, especially during my first 30 days, to talk to leaders from all levels um, from across the organization. So I wanted to know more about who they were at and also outside of work. I wanted to know um, what problems they felt like learning could solve. I wanted to know what was causing them the greatest pain, what was keeping them up at night. And then I started to think strategically about how learning and development might be able to help Um, start or to really solve the problems that they were experiencing in real time? How could learning and development truly drive business growth? Um, And so with that in mind, by day 30, I had a strategy. And then I started um, with my very small team um, to execute against that. So now, two years later, uh, we've grown, we're public, and I've got an organization of a little over 20 people now. Wow. So you you hit on it a little bit during that first answer. I'm guessing, or I know that DoorDash has seen a whirlwind of change over the last few years as the world and the economy adjust to new realities. How do you personally try to manage those sea changes in your role? How does it adjust how you approach your objectives as a leader? Yeah, you know, I'll tell you what I've done that I've never done before that worked well, but it requires more time than some leaders might want to give up. So for every leader, not even for every leader, but for every person that's joined my organization, um, either me or their manager has taken 30 minutes every single day for that person's first 30 days um, and taking the time to answer any questions that they might have. Um, And so that in this world of onboarding remotely um, has proven not only to shorten learning curves, but to also build and strengthen relationships and to set that person up for success at an accelerated pace and rate. I think the one thing that has not changed is the volatility of what the world has been like um, and the uncertainty over the last two years. And so because of that, I think and I deeply believe that giving people an anchor and reminding them where certainty does exist Um, has been really helpful. Also being really clear about what your expectations are for success um, has also kept me grounded as well as a leader. 
Let's talk a little bit about how you've changed as a leader. When you look back at your career growth, um, how do you think you've changed the most as a leader? And maybe as a second question or a follow-up to that, what do you hope to change the most in the next few years? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love this question. Um, How have I changed? One, um, I am more transparent probably than I ever have been in my Mm -hmm. entire leadership journey. So I transparently not only... Um, let my team know what I absolutely am able to share with them at my level, but I also tell them when I can't um, and when I might be able to. Um, So that's something that has shifted and changed. I think in many ways, the world today recognizes that uncertainty will always exist, but the reality is there still is an opportunity, I believe, as a leader to provide, um, again, certainty um, and Uh, to strengthen our sense of relatedness with those that might report to us or that we lead um, in order for them to know and to understand the why behind whatever um, change or whatever shifts um, the org or the company might be going through. I think the other thing that's changed is I've become more relatable where I'm willing to be more open. So for example, last night I was just telling my team I was at a candlelight concert and they played um, hit Disney music and Let It Go was the most magical thing that I've ever seen um, on the violin. So I don't usually um, talk about those things and I never have really prior to being um, afterward Ash, but the reality is it's made me not only more personable and more relatable, but it's also really humanized the leadership experience. So we start every all hands meeting. That's what I just got out of um, with sharing um, a celebration, a learning or gratitude. So to clarify, Matthew, what we do is we share either one thing that we've celebrated since we were last together, or one thing that we are celebrating as a human and as a person, one thing that we've learned or one thing that we're really grateful for. So mm-hmm. that is something that, um, has kept me really grounded and also um, has helped me strengthen relationships across all levels um, in my org. I'd say the thing that's probably shifting um, is how and what rest might look like. So I recognize now, and I didn't know, I, I would say five years ago, I don't think we were talking as much about burnout as we are now. Hmm. Um, but I think because of the pandemic, Um, because of other things that have happened over the last two years and things that have continued um, to be exacerbated, whether it come from um, politics or society or war or whatever it might be. um, The reality is I see the signs in myself and in other team members um, much quicker than I did earlier in my leadership journey. And so with that, I'm, I'm way more mindful Um, So for me, I want to be and continue to be a leader um, that not only allows others uh, to really own their vision for their career and to partner with them in support of that, but to also be someone who's mindful of the reality of life outside of work. So allowing every team member to bring, yes, their whole self and their whole identity to work, knowing that you cannot separate uh, any aspect, um, but also recognizing we've got to make room for the other things that we want to do outside of work as well. And well-being is so critical, especially when we know in today's time, most of us spend most of our wake hours at work. So it's really important to me that every person um, really have an opportunity to do um, something that um, is very fulfilling. What what originally got you so interested in this topic more broadly or asked another way, kind of what was the process you used to find, find your why along the way? Mm. Uh, it was when I left the nonprofit sector. So back in 2017, 
Um, I um, had been at the final post that you could finally have in sector, which is comparable to private sector CEO, but uh, under a different tax code and significantly less resources. Uh, and so with that in mind, after leading that organization through tragedy, I was home taking a break. I took about four months off. Um, I was eating waffle fries with Polynesian sauce from Chick-fil-A and watching Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman and asking myself, I'm not kidding, asking myself some really hard questions about what's next, what do I want to do, why is wellness so important, um, and what do I do now that I know I want to make this shift, I'm ready to focus on different problems, um, and also I recognize we spend a lot of time at work, mm. so for me, I wanted to return to what brought me joy what helped me feel like I had um, impact I wouldn't be always able to see and witness, but impact that is exponentially seen and felt throughout others, the careers of others. And then I also wanted to think a lot about like what would drive growth in a very meaningful way. And so for me, I came back to what I've always been obsessed with, which is learning and development. Hmm. Um, what do you wish you had known when you started out? And I guess you could take that question as at your time at DoorDash or um, at your time on kind of the beginning of this whole journey. If you had to give advice to your younger self, what, what would you tell them? Probably being an adult overrated. Like, I just didn't get it, Matthew. <laughs> so when I was younger, I was like, I cannot wait to be grown. I'm going to make all these decisions. And then... I graduated in the middle of the great recession mm. and I was like, nobody warned me about how this actually sucks. <laughs> like, we're here to go to work and then maybe we get married. Maybe we have um, some tiny humans, but we still got to pay bills. <laughs> like, And so I wish someone would have warned me um, about the boredom that mm. is adulthood. Um, and also the reality of being really clear about your values so that you can stay grounded. Um, mm. I think I would have saved a lot of time in my 20s um, if I had known um, and if I was clear that your values are what should guide you, um, especially if you're values driven. And I am a values driven person and I can't say that I always honored that or even understood mm. Um, the necessity of being that um, in that time. I'd say the other thing that stands out um, is I felt like I had to have it all figured out. Hmm. And I got really mad and wasn't as open to making mistakes or hmm. even to what failure could look like in the reality that failure is often one of the greatest blessings and opportunities that we have um, to learn. And so now I am way more open um, to lessons than I ever have been as well. So I think one, not having it all figured out and two, knowing that being an adult's overrated. Uh, those are the things I wish I would have known back then. You've hit on and a few answers, you know, burnout and, and how you've evolved as, as a leader. I would say a question that we get a lot from people who listen to the show is how do these individuals organize their time or what do they do to make sure that they can fight burnout or do they have any tips and tricks or tools that they use to make the organization of their life easier and more effective? Is there anything that pops out to you as something that needs to happen on a weekly basis or you need to do or there's a tool that you use to make those things easier? Yeah, I'm really clear about my boundaries now. So for example, and this is this is pre-pandemic, but it still applies now that we're we're emerging from um 
this world. And that is, I don't have dinner with anybody I don't like. So <laughs> I did like earlier when I was younger. Um, but now I, I so deeply view mealtime um, as, as sacred. And so when it comes to dinner outside of my working hours, I want to be with people that love me and people that would be happy even to host me at their table. And if that's not happening, then that's not an experience that I'm choosing to be a part of. So that's a very clear boundary. I think the other thing that's really helped me in terms of managing my time um, is I have a planner that I've designed that's worked really well for me in the context of just, again, grounding me and helping me stay focused on what really matters. And then I learned to say no more strategically as well. So I believe that we have a finite um, amount of time. We all do. We have the same amount of time. What we don't all have is the same amount of energy. And so I'm very mindful of what I need to give my energy towards and also what kind of energy or what level of energy is something going to take. So I'm aware of, you know, in certain weeks, especially when I'm in business planning season, for example, that takes more energy um, than the weeks when we're, we're in program delivery, right? So it's a different level and it requires something different for me. And so I'm mindful around the context of how much energy might need to be expended in order for us to deliver with excellence and to remain successful. I'd say the final thing that I'm really mindful of is I, I use tools like things that make things easier. So technology has helped in many ways. So for me, I use um, Google Calendar. Um, and then I also um, put reminders on my phone, but then I make sure every meeting um, is scheduled to end at least five minutes ahead of time. Okay. Now, whether or not I'm there, <laughs> um, that is inconsistent, but the reality is uh, it's planned um, that way. I like it. The 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 theme that has come up the most on the show, and as a final question before we move into the rapid fire round, um, is a theme around curiosity. A lot of people have said, you know, what has made me successful is some level of curiosity. So if, with many of our guests, I like to ask, is there something that you're curious about right now? It can have to do with your job. It can have absolutely nothing to do with your job. When you think about curiosity in the realm of what really intrigues you right now, work-related, non-work-related, take it wherever you want. What are you the most curious about? Yeah. Um, right now I'm really curious about learning more about organizations that have truly, um, created solutions that address systemic problems connected to DEI, um, as it relates to talent management. So I recently saw something, um, that talked a lot about the investments that companies have made after, um, the murder of George Floyd uh, and the reality that I think uh, the statistics said we've only spent 1%. Um, and so I'm really curious to dive more into the data around what actually is true and how have we advanced um, historically excluded talent um, it, throughout all levels of the organization, but especially as it relates to systems, policies, practices, and behaviors. Hmm. That's a really interesting topic and a, a wonderful thing to dive into and um, a nice lead into the the final questions that we have that are about you as a, as a leader. And the, and the first one is um, describe your leadership style, but do it in just one word. So what would that word be? Transparent. <laughs> Not that, one, <laughs> that, that one, that one probably doesn't come as a surprise. And the final uh, rapid fire question is this, what is the best piece of advice that you have ever received? Meet them where they are and not where you might want them to be. 
Well, that is a wonderful piece of advice and a wonderful spot to close us out. Thank you so much for joining us today. Where can our listeners find out more about you? Yeah, absolutely. I encourage you to follow me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm at Brandy Nicole Johnson um, uh, via LinkedIn or B Nicole Johnson with the LinkedIn um, link. Um, and Brandy's with an I and Nicole's with a C. Uh, or you can find me at brandynicolejohnson.com as well. Well, thank you for all the great insight. Thanks to all of our wonderful listeners for joining us. If you enjoyed today's show, we would love a rating and review in your podcast app of choice. And as always, we truly appreciate it when you share our show with your network. You can find me on social media at Matthew Confer. You can find our show on Instagram at Ability Sims, and you can find our organization at Ability.com. I want to thank Brandy again for joining us on this episode. And of course, I want to thank all of you for joining us on the Learn to Lead podcast. This podcast is produced by Ability, a leading provider of award-winning leadership development. You can find us at www.ability.com or by searching for Ability Leadership Development. Make sure to also check out our 12-week fully virtual mini MBA, the Invited MBA, a nights and weekends program that features experiential learning, mentorship, case studies, and networking. Find more information at www.invitedmba.com. Finally, be sure to subscribe to our podcast so that you get our next episode. We want to thank you all for joining us on the Learn to Lead podcast. 